are listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more totally free anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. My next guest is somebody I'm very familiar with, uh, who I've known for most of my life. Um, it's uh, Andrew Scott, drummer from Sloan. Andrew, how's it going? Going all right, John. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's great to hear your voice. It's been a little while. Good to hear yours, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate you coming on. Like, uh, It was interesting because to give people a little background, uh, we, we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Uh, might have been on a couple double dates together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we went to ended up at art college together. That's right. And then we played in rock band, band Sloan together. Is that right? That's right. No, <laughs> I wish. We have a rich, anxious history together. <laughs> we sure, yeah, we sure do. I actually didn't know, you know, until I I messaged you like a month ago or so. I didn't, you know, it didn't really dawn on me that you might have. Uh, I and, and your answer was a little bit ambiguous. You know that you've had experience with anxiety. I don't know if that's you personally or, or people in your life. What you know? What is your anxiety story? Well, I mean, where does one begin? There's too many to. To nail it down to one, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like everybody, have it as a it's a survival mechanism, right? And it's yeah. just like does it does it consume you, yeah. or do you have some kind of control over it? Right. There were times, there have been times in my life, for sure, where it it felt like it was consuming me. Yeah, it it hasn't been like that for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I know how to recognize it and identify it, yeah, and take steps to uh, to mitigate it spinning out of control. Did you experience it as a kid? Uh, you know what? Not as a kid. I first uh, the first time I experienced it really was. Uh, I mean, I guess I was a kid. I was like 19 years old. Yeah, and I was working at a bar in Halifax called Cabbage Town. I was a DJ. Right, right. I remember that. And. Uh, one night, I was basically, I just started, you know, feeling like I was in tunnel vision mode. Right, yeah. And walked out and thought I was basically having a heart attack. Is that right? So that was kind of like a panic attack, I guess you'd call it? Full-on panic attack, yeah. Interesting. And, that, and so, it, I mean, that's happened to me before, too, where it seemingly just... You know, my first one, my first one was triggered. Like my first panic attack that I really remember was when I was little and I, and I was watching TV and this commercial came on for this kind of, uh, it was a movie that was, uh, that was, it was um, basically a, a, a Christian message kind of movie called The uh-huh. Late Great Planet Earth. And it, and it talked about prophecy and all that stuff, you know, because you and I, we, we were under the uh, nuclear button, right? That was what yep. we, were, we would be afraid of, or I was at least. For I remember real. having that sheer panic feeling. I had, a, I had a reason for it, and I understood that even at that age. But you kind of having one at the age of 19, um, out of nowhere, you know, that must mm-hmm. have been pretty, pretty disoriented. Like, did, did you have any, uh, did, did that last long? Did you have any after that? Did you question it? What, what was the process afterwards? Uh, the process for me at that time was pretty, uh, pretty undefined. It was just, oh, well, that was weird. Right. So, you know, go to the Emerge and basically have a, a ER doctor tell you, yeah, you're just having an anxiety attack. Here's a couple of pills, go and sleep it off. Really, and that—that's so that what I did. And yeah. that was the extent of the treatment at that point. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Very, uh, very dismissed. I mean, whatever. You know, it's like I think that's if you can uh, define it in 
in one sort of main frame. Mm. It's it's basically it's you 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 feel like you're going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. And isn't that the ultimate human fear? It sure, yeah, it sure is. Hopefully that hopefully that starts to fade with time, but definitely it is. Did and you? I used to really, uh, because I fly so often yeah. and have done for so many years, I used to really uh, just turn white and sweaty on planes. Is that right? And then, and then I don't, re- I don't really remember wh- what point I just sort of told myself, well, I mean, what's the point in uh, winding yourself up into this very ambiguous? state mm-hmm. once that door closes on the plane whatever happens is what's going to happen yeah that's that's kind of relinquish- surrendered to it yeah relinquishing that control mm-hmm. you know anxiety kind of robs you or i shouldn't say you but it has robbed me of that kind of that feeling of control because like you say have no idea what's going on and uh, right. and then all of a sudden your environment that you're used to controlling up until that very second is is just upside down and out of control yeah. And this is a very timely uh, occasion for you to be reaching out to me on this subject because I'm just about to embark on a very large tour with a rock and roll band. Yeah. And I am not mentally um, prepared for this whatsoever. So I, I harbor a great deal of anxiety about what the hell am I doing? Why am I going away for so long? What am I leaving behind? Yeah, yeah. Not in terms of material stuff, but my family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned flying because I didn't have a fear of flying until I had kids. And I think our kids are similar ages. And then, then, man, I was afraid to fly. Uh, Yeah, it's funny. My kids were, I mean, my son was, was never afraid of flying, but my daughter was. So I felt like I really had to just... I had to be her rock whenever we were on planes together. Yeah, and that would probably, in turn, help you a little bit too, I guess. Mm-hmm. If, if it still bothered you at all, did uh, did perform? You know what? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. I'm yeah, just, uh, I'm, I've overcome whatever that was. I, I I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I I've overcome it, but the reason I've overcome it is because I did an online fear of flying course. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. And And it actually worked. It was just this free thing, and it was like out of desperation because. You know, it's interesting, you know, anxiety, the fear of flying, it's such, that just closes your world right off. It's amazing, you know. If I wonder if there's an online fear of touring in a rock band course. <laughs> well, I think there's an opportunity for you there, you know, but I don't know if you'll have time. It's interesting because I, I thought that about you because I know you've toured a lot in your life. And I didn't think about it so much. I, I didn't think about it in terms of the flying, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that. I guess I thought about it in terms of, uh, yes, being away. Um, yes, you know, like being in hotels and yes, being stuck with the same, you know, four or five, six characters for that uh, period of time. And then now, of course, that you have a family, yes, being away from the family, you know, uh-huh. I d- do all those, uh, you know, you say that you, you've just told me that you're, you feel completely mentally unprepared. So how do you get through it? Again, I think it's just a s- surrender. Right. I know what I'm getting myself into more or less here. I've done it a million times. Yeah. Um, but uh, I... I don't, when I lay eyes on a, on a tour bus, I don't get excited. I just kind of, I, I get, my hands get sweaty Yeah. and, uh, I just basically 
feel well, like running in the opposite direction. It's interesting because I, you know, I was on, it was a couple of years ago, you guys were doing the tour for, uh, might have been one chord to another. Um, mm-hmm. And now you're doing one for Navy Blues, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, I did stop in and hung out with you on your tour bus in Nanaimo, British Columbia. That's right. Yeah. And um, when I walked into that bus, um, I saw what I thought was a huge coping mechanism for you. <laughs> which was you had the whole place wallpapered with magazine cuttings. Yeah. And that was you yeah. that did all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because these buses are like, they're, they're like uh, dentists' waiting rooms on wheels. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you and spend enough time on them, so you've does gotta, that? Do you do, get them out. Do you do that because it gives you something to do? Do you do it because it, it, it's your, it makes it your home? How, what, does, what's the, what is the result? Like, why does that happen? All, it's all the above. Yeah. It's uh, it just it takes the dullness off of the uh, off of the surface that we all have to endure for for many weeks. Yeah. And you know my my here my anxiety stories are uh, there's nothing particularly remarkable or or unique other than they're mine. Yeah. It's not like there's anything special about me because of. Blah blah blah. No, no, but everybody's got everybody's got to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, you're special in the sense that you are willing to go on air and talk about it. Um, that's something well, not everybody's able to do. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't think there's any uh, stigma that I attach to it with regards to myself. Yeah, yeah. And in this day and age, you know, I think that's the best way to to deal with it is to talk about it. Yeah, I, I felt I f- have felt more and more strongly about it because I was pretty closeted about it for a while. I think a lot of people knew it about me just because I'm like I was a, an easy book to read. But um, but yeah, what it, again? I'm turning to kids. Once I had kids and I started, you know, I'd see them having anxiety reactions. That's when it, well, the, and then that giving me an anxiety reaction. Uh-huh. Um, that that was yeah, where it really yeah, and that's where it really turned the tides for me. Like I wanna I wanna speak up about it and be more transparent about it because I that was my first course of action with the kids was to say I've been through this my whole life. It's been an interesting process getting ready for this gig because because they uh, it's just normal for them. You know, you're working on your anxiety thing. Yeah, oh, okay. And you know, me messaging my daughter yesterday. You know, I'm nervous about doing this thing tomorrow. And she just wrote, "You're going to be great." You know, whatever the emoji that was she threw after it, I forget now. Right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. And, and what about in terms of your, you know, with what d- does a whole band cope pretty well with the whole thing? Do some cope better than others? Like do different personalities? Yeah. I mean, it's literally, it's another family to be a part of and to manage and to contribute to. Yeah. And everybody, everybody's got their, um, their limitations. Yeah. And, Everybody's got other things in their homes that they've left behind as well, too. So it's a, it's a very complicated soup. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's what we do. Yeah, yeah. And the show must go on, as they say. <laughs> I guess so. You know, much to your chagrin. I mean, you guys are unique, unique in the sense that you've been together. I guess what since the late eighties, early nineties, right? Yeah, we're coming on thirty years together as, as a group pretty ridiculous yeah that freaks me out because yeah i mean i remember when you guys kind of became a thing way you know 30 years ago it was yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 just reminding me of my age that's all andrew (laughs) 
me too. <laughs> there's one more thing I want I want to ask you about because I found it it's and I want to know if there's any anxiety around it. Um, you have decided. You had decided. You mentioned this in Nanaimo that you're be- going to become a Toronto firefighter. Well, I'm, I'm careful. I'm I'm trying to become a Toronto firefighter. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm really uh, I'm dying for this opportunity, and it has not yet come to be an offer for a job yet. But you're doing. Um, you, you've been doing all the all the prep to make that happen. Yeah, I applied formally and very proudly this past January. Right. With a with a legitimate application package, and I, I, you know, I had to do whatever anybody else would have had to have done. Yeah. Um, uh, but this opening, this job opening, it opened in January second, and it closed just this past June thirtieth. Wow. So it's a very, very big, wide opening. Yeah. And uh, I'm just. I'm I'm trying not to harbor too much anxiety about the outcome of that because I I know from firsthand that patience is one of the most important components in this process. Yeah, yeah. Um, having said that, yeah, I'm kind of freaking out deep down inside because if I get... Thanks for listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. And if you like what you hear, please consider making a donation. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Until next time.